0: You know, as we enter into a new year, we're all going to be making decisions. We do every day, don't we? But some reason or another, around January the 1st, we start thinking about New Year's resolutions. Now, by January the 3rd, we usually throw it in a trash can, but we go through the exercise. I saw this this last week. It's a classic Peanuts. Charlie Brown is saying... You're going to be proud of me, Lucy. I decided that this next year is going to be my year of decision. This is a list of things in my life that I'm going to correct. I'm going to be a better person. Lucy being Lucy says, not me. I'm going to spend this whole year regretting the past. It's the only way, Charlie Brown. I'm going to cry over spilt milk and sigh over lost loves. It's a lot easier. It's, It's too hard to improve. I tried it once. It drove me crazy. Forget the future is my motto. Regret the past. Oh, how I regret the past. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why I regret it all. Oh, what regrets? What regrets? What anguish? What? Charlie Brown just gets his list, throws it away. After talking with Lucy, he was very discouraged. And don't we experience that in life? Don't we have, as much as it sounds so negative about what Lucy is saying... We've experienced those situations. We have had those times that we worked on, on ourselves, improving ourselves. I know when I was in business, we would do that. And we would, each month, we were to uh, work up a list of, of uh, folks we were going to see, how many calls we were going to make, how many appointments we would have. I mean, we'd really get into it. And I might as well have just done the same thing as I did with that cartoon. Because, you know, things would come up unexpectedly. That was my excuse. And I wasn't able to do it. Or I didn't do it. It was a choice. And we all have choices. You remember a king by the name of Solomon. You remember a choice that he made. First Kings, the third chapter. The seventh verse. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your your servant a discerning heart To govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The 10th verse. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have i asked for the death of your enemies but for discernment in administering justice i will do what you have asked i will give you i will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you nor will there ever be god was pleased because he did ask for wisdom and we know that because he asked for wisdom and not for wealth, God said, I'll give that to you as well. So he is recorded as being the wisest and also the richest. But even with his wisdom, in his later years, maybe he just got too comfortable, or maybe he started thinking, I'm above this. Whatever his logic was, Solomon became quite the sinner and hypocrite himself. And that was his downfall. Many, many mistakes that you would not expect the, the, the king of wisdom to make. They were just too obvious. But between his heart and the desires for lust, he had many, many, many Mistakes in his life. You and I will have choices. Choices. And I'd like to read to you, and you know I normally don't like to do this, but I'm going to share some thoughts with you that I, I picked up this last week when reading. The sign of, and you've heard this, the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if I go into 2018, 18 doing the same things I did to 2017, might as well just go ahead and say, I'm going to have the same results. Or another way to put it is to say, you keep doing what you are doing, you're going to get what you're getting. You know, I never, I never did the same thing over, you know, I never repeated it, not one time. I repeated the same er error, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten times. I wasn't good enough because I think, okay, I can make this work next time. Not, it did not work, but I'd keep, not that I'm hard-headed, please, understand. But I kept thinking that I would be able to make this deal work and I'd keep getting the same results. So what did I do? I did it again. You know, the 97% that quit end up working for the 3% that do not quit. And I saw that when I was in business. Some people that had adversities, they were overcomers. I knew individuals and I read about individuals that had been bankrupt once, twice, three times and come back and be very wealthy individuals because they wouldn't quit. They had it in their heart and they would not quit. I remember reading and I've shared this with you, so I won't dwell on it, but Sam Walton went bankrupt two or three times and the last time he put it together the bankers wouldn't loan him a dollar. So he went around that small little community in Arkansas, sold them stock for $1,000, and at one point in time they said there were more millionaires in that one community than anywhere else in the United States. But that's where he got the money to start over again because he would not quit. My question to you is, what is it in your heart that you really, really desire? It can be business. It can be a better relationship. What is it? What is it that you really want? And set your mind to the point that you are not going to give up. You are not going to quit. You will seek God just like Solomon did. You will seek Him. You will ask for wisdom. Ask Him for guidance. Ask Him for direction. And if He has put it on your heart, then He will give you that wisdom to make the decisions that you need. When you put the wisdom on top of experience, which is a teacher, then powerful things can happen in your life. There are three types of people in this world. Those that are good at math and those who are not. Hello. I'll go through this again. There are three types of people in this world. Those that are good at math and those that aren't. I'd always heard that imitation was the greatest form of flattery Um, and we've all seen people that would imitate especially celebrities whether it's a a vocalist whether it's an actor actress you know the hairstyles that they come up with I remember when Jackie Kennedy was the first lady uh, she had a hairstyle that was unique and all of a sudden that was the hairstyle. So you see those individuals that are very visible. And individuals start dressing or having the hairstyles. They start making changes. Maybe it's a suit that that someone wears that somebody else would like to have, not understanding they don't look near as good as that actor on the screen, but they'd still do it. There's another thing you might say. Imitation is also a disaster. You see, if you try to imitate somebody else, you're not being who you really are. You would have to sacrifice yourself to pretend you're this person over here. I remember the first time I ever saw this happen was when I was in junior high. There was a guy, uh, a friend of mine, uh, we played football, and he was a hero. You know, he was the one everybody knew. He was the the standout. He was president of the class. He was a very recognizable individual. And it was interesting, even in junior high, when a lot of these wannabes, and that was my description of them, they would just kind of cling to him. As he'd go down the hall, going to the next class. People that wanted to be around him, wanted to be seen with him. And they were sacrificing who they really were to pretend to be something else. You see, what God has created you to be is beautiful. There's only one of you. Only one of you, and that is beautiful. Beautiful. That is wonderful. You have thoughts, you have uh, your ideas, your creative skills. You have special talents that no one else has. Just like with your thumbprint, it's different than anyone else's. So the wise person will be the person that God has created. Maybe some of us are not meant to sing but we're thankful that some are vocalists, musicians. We are thankful for that. We are thankful because it brings joy into our lives. But maybe while they're singing, I can usher. Maybe I can do that. So we use the talents that we do have In the furtherment of his kingdom. He's given it to us. Not to waste. But he has given us those talents. So that we will further his kingdom. And don't think for a moment people don't notice. That people don't notice how you speak to your children. Speak to your spouse. People notice. They notice if it's bitter. If you're angry. They notice these things. They notice how you address others. And you have the opportunity to make a positive impression on others. Not for yourself. It's not all about me. Matter of fact, it's not about me at all. It's all about him. That if one person sees that I love Jesus Christ and it shows in kindness to others, then what a message. That's the best sermon I could ever preach. If I could only do that where people would think this is a good moral Christian person. This is a follower of Jesus Christ. That's far greater than standing up here and giving you a message. Anybody can write out a, a something. You know, if you t- took speech in school, you wrote out speeches. The, So, you know, you did it. So individuals can do that, but living it is a lot more difficult. But that's what he has called us to do. That we will live according to his teachings. You know, you can't help when or where you're born. And you might be able to um, have some influence on where and when you die. You might have. Not very certain. But you should try to pass the days between the point of birth and death you should spend that time being a good person. Many times, many times, I've said that if you go out there to the cemetery and you see the date of birth, dash, the date that they passed away, that dash is the most important area. In that dash, that's where they lived their life. Either they were good people or they were not. Either they were good parents or they were not. Either they were good uh, spouse or they were not. That dash is so important. Did they live their life in a way that they could positively influence others? That dash is so, so very important for each and every one of us. If someone sticks their finger into a bowl of water or a bathtub or a lavatory, if they stick their finger in that water and then pull it out, you can never tell that they put their finger in there. And with our lives, it might be the very same thing. It's your call. When your time is up, Is this going to be a better place? You know, they won't hang our names on the wall. Not many ever have their names hung on the wall like presidents. But maybe lives are changed because of your commitment. I have always admired teachers. Because every year they have new classes. They have new opportunities to touch lives. I remember many, many of my teachers, and I know the influence they had on me. You know the ones that did. But you have the opportunity as well to touch lives in a way that, that they are really never the same. Maybe you're the one that turned them around so that they are able to have confidence in themselves. Maybe they will stand up and start speaking. Maybe they are the ones that will start singing their song because of the influence that you had on them. This new year, it's our choice. Just like Solomon. It's our choice. What we do with these days that we have In Proverbs, the first chapter, the eighth verse, Solomon says, Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths for their feet rush into evil my dad had a saying it's amazing the older I get and yes I know I am getting older and older and older and older but the wiser my dad was he had a saying that you tell me who your company is in other words who your best friends are and I can tell you what you are like because like people run with like people. Does that make sense? People that like sports, they're around other people who like sports. I've noticed that people that uh, are into arts, they're around others that like arts. But those like, I, you know, we all saw them in school that always were in trouble, sometimes in trouble with the law. They had friends and buddies that were going with that. So dad was wise. You tell me who you run with. Let me know who you run with. And I can, I can tell you what you're like. I can tell you what your values are. I can see whether or not your family is really important to you or not. Tell me who you run with. And Solomon is given that same Advice to these individuals, to his own son. Again, in Proverbs, the eighth chapter, the tenth verse. Choose my instructions instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire can compare. Seek wisdom, as Solomon did. Seek wisdom in every situation, every situation. When you have to make a decision, especially those difficult decisions that we all have to make, some point in time in our life, we decide whether or not after high school we're going to go into college. Somewhere in life we decide whether or not we're going to marry and to whom we're going to marry. We make a decision whether or not to have transferred to another town or stay here. You have those decisions that are life-changing. Solomon says, and I wholeheartedly concur, Seek Him first. Seek Him first. Go to Him. Have your quiet time. Have your prayer room. No one else is around but you and the Lord. But go to Him and seek that wisdom. And there is not any book that has ever been written that has more wisdom than this one. Make this your number one book. The number one One read in your life, study it, learn from it, seek that wisdom, seek the wisdom of our Lord and our Savior, and you will be seeking the wisdom of the Creator of the universe. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, As we begin a new year and close out one, we come to you thanking you for the blessings of 2017 and asking forgiveness for those times that we had opportunities to witness for you, but we did not. We ask forgiveness of our sins, Lord, for we stumble and we fall. We make those mistakes that we regret. And we ask, dear Lord, that in 2018 we are stronger when it comes to temptation and we are wiser in making our decisions. Dear Lord, my dad said, tell me who you run with. I can tell you who you are. I ask, dear Lord, that each and every person here runs with Jesus Christ and that it can be seen by the world in which we live. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you our love, Lord, for you have given it all for us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. If anyone would like...